0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the Weekend Edition, and today we have a very special episode. We're doing a deep dive on golf courses. That's right, golf courses. But first, a quick thank you to our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by the Secrets of Successful Syndication. If you've exhausted your own funds to invest in real estate, you've just brought your own investment career to a halt. Developing the skill to raise capital, legally, reliably, and professionally, might be just what you need to unlock the ceiling to your investment portfolio. This two-day workshop maps out how to transform your business into one where you enlist the help and capital of others to scale your portfolio. It's hosted by my good friends Robert Helms and Russell Gray of the Real Estate Guys radio show. They're such a class act. For every 15th and 16th in Dallas, Texas, it'll be a chance for us to meet in person as well. For more information, go to victorjm.com slash events. That's victorjm.com slash events and click on the link for the secrets of successful syndication. We are back here on the Weekend Edition. We're doing a deep dive today on golf courses. This is an area where there's tremendous transformation going on in the entire industry, and it involves a lot of land, so it's a big, big real estate play. Golf courses all over North America are struggling as participation in golf is declining. Many baby boomers are exiting the sport, and there aren't quite as many people entering the sport as there once were. It's simply demographics. With that change, as with any change, there can be winners and losers. You can be the victim of that change, or you can be the instigator of that change. On today's show, we're actually going to do a deep dive into a particular proposal that's been made where, in fact, there's a tremendous amount of community opposition to conversion of a golf course into a residential neighborhood. In fact, there's a lot of covenants, that is promises, that were made at the time that the land was entitled for the neighboring residential neighborhood that would preserve that particular golf course as a golf course and green space in perpetuity doesn't matter where you live anywhere in North America. this is a topic that's going to be a hot topic some point in your community over the next decade. There's a couple of segments to today's show. we're going to first start with a community meeting specifically organized in opposition to redeveloping a golf course and we're going to wrap up with a conversation with Mr. George Ross who's been an avid golfer for much of his life as well as someone who's been firsthand involved in the acquisition and redevelopment of numerous golf courses around North America because folks where there's change there's also opportunity. First of the community association meeting, we're going to catch up with two people. Number one, Mr. Neil Thompson. He's the head of the Beaverbrook Community Association and talk to him about his perspective on the proposed redevelopment. And then secondly, we're going to talk with Jenna Suds, the newly elected councilwoman who is responsible for this area in the West End of Ottawa to get her perspective on the proposed redevelopment. Okay, I'm here with Neil Thompson, head of the Canada Beaverbrook Community Association. Welcome to the show. Glad to be here. So, Neil, golf courses continent wide have been struggling. It's a demographic issue. The Connecticut Golf Country Club is one of the better golf courses here in the in the city. Does it ring true to you that they're actually struggling financially?
1: No, it, it, it certainly. You know, the, the Club Link members who golf here and they're members of the community. They were at the AGM and they made somewhere between six hundred thousand and a million dollars in profit this year, which is probably the most profitable golf course. Certainly in their portfolio and they own four in the in the city and this is definitely the most popular and the most profitable. So and it's certainly recognized as being one of the top premier golf courses. So is, is golf declining in general? Yes. Is this one declining? I don't think so. I think it's more a question of as a, if they sold the golf course, if you use the standard multiples in terms of a business, it's worth three or four million. The conservative estimate is as properties for sale for redevelopment. It's worth 50 million. So the equation's pretty clear here. It's not. It's they see a lot more profit from getting it as development land to share with Minto and Richcraft than is running it as a golf course, and that's. I mean it's clear from looking at the uh, Glen Abbey situation and three other golf courses in Toronto that that's exactly what they're doing. In fact, we know they're divesting and they have divested quite a few rural golf courses up around Chumla, et etc. So it's clear where their their shift is. They're going after the land they can turn into development at a much higher cost.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now When this whole area was developed, GenStar was the developer. One of the covenants, one of the promises made to the community as part of the zoning was the preservation of 40% green space. How much is that a factor in this argument?
1: It's really all of it. Because this is, yeah, it's a golf course, but... It was all part of that 40%. The golf course is is about a third of that. So it's, it's about a total of, you know, 12 or 13% of the the total area in Canada Lake. So it's a big chunk of it, but it's embedded straight into it. And, and everybody, we, we've had several people come to us with their sales contract from the original sale. And it refers to the 40% guarantee right in there it points right to the agreement it's the same agreement it's in the city official plan document right there it says this piece of property is governed by this. It. so it's a very strong covenant and it's going to be interesting to see what their their opinion is uh, basically uh, everything we're seeing saying they're testing the waters to see if the city will say no we don't want to run a golf course and and that's the only way they can get get it back to do redevelopment so
0: well, we're here in a packed room. I've got to estimate there's at least 400 people in here. It's minus 20 degrees outside, so the weather didn't stop people from coming out to voice their opinion.
1: That's right. If, if, if this had been the summertime, we would have had to have an outdoor event in a, in a baseball stadium.
0: Well, thank you, Neil. Thanks very much for your perspective. I appreciate that. Thank you. Next, we're going to catch up with City Councilor Jenna Suds. She's the organizer of tonight's meeting and she's also been spearheading the efforts within city council to oppose the redevelopment of these lands. The center of the argument is a covenant to preserve 40% of the space in the neighborhood as green space, of which the golf course is a significant portion. Let's listen to what she has to say. I'm here with Councillor Jenna Suds. First of all, congratulations on the election win.
2: Oh, thank you very much. It feels like forever ago now, but thank you. (laughs)
0: Not in the chair a few minutes when you're faced with a big land development issue. There's a strong legal argument that maybe this golf course can't get redeveloped. If that domino was to fall, there's a number of other hurdles that need to get past. Planning and zoning, city council. Gosh, we had 600 people here tonight. You pulled together really the voice of the community here. What are your thoughts?
2: I think you're right. Uh, right now we are, we're at that legal stage where the 40% agreement is, is so front and center and really understanding from it what our options are uh, is critical. Uh, that can't happen soon enough, of course, but uh, as you've seen tonight, uh, you know, hundreds of people are really rallying around uh, this issue in opposition of any development moving forward. Uh, and I think that's a sentiment shared across the community.
0: I think that's absolutely right, you know. And I'm I'm a developer, and I'm generally pro-development, but at the same time, recognize that what was put in place here was put in place for a reason. Developers need to respect that.
2: Absolutely, and I think uh, many people in our community have made such huge life decisions. Uh, based on the understanding that the 40% agreement was in place and that that green space would remain in perpetuity. Uh, And so, you know, that to me is really a a crux of this issue in that uh, we as a city need to honor that legal agreement and make sure that that green space stays in place.
0: Well, Jenna, keep up the great work. Thank you so much for organizing tonight and uh, good luck in the coming weeks.
2: Thank you. My pleasure. Take care. (laughs)
0: So we've just heard from Councillor Jenna Suds. Now we're going to go to the other end of the spectrum, and we're going to talk to Mr. George Ross about redevelopment of golf course lands as residential neighborhoods, or just taking them to their highest and best use. This is an area where he's got tremendous amount of experience. Here's George. George, you've been an avid golfer for many years. Yes. Certainly, the popularity of golf is declining. There aren't as many new young golfers coming into the sport as there are people retiring out of the sport. Correct. And we talked about the specifics of this particular golf course in Canada. Yeah. And so I'd like to get your thoughts on that, as well as your thoughts on redevelopment of golf courses, obviously building on your experience in the Trump organization.
3: Yeah. But, the, but the, <laughs> to get from the development rights, that's a major jump. You know, from golf, from golf course to, to some type of development is a, is a major leap with all kinds of uh, ramifications and difficulties. Oh,
0: yeah, absolutely.
3: But so be it. The concept is good. And uh, as it turns out, what's happened is, as far as golf is concerned, it's not that there are less golfers. The, the interest in golf hasn't diminished. What has diminished is the price that it costs to pay to belong to a club. Now at that point, a lot of a lot of the people are saying hey, it's not worth it. I don't play that much golf. Why should I pay X number of dollars to belong to a club or to, or to get get time? So that that's happened. Also, the fact that the last requirement is you got to take at least four or five hours, and a lot of the younger people are saying I don't want to be away from my family four or five hours, and the, or the 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 spouse says don't go. You know, spend more time with your plan. So the time commitment plus the monetary commitment has diminished. And you don't see that much golf course, golf clubs used to be social, social places for socialization, not anymore. That has dropped off The saying, if I want to go to a restaurant, I go to a restaurant. And uh, it's so that the whole concept basically has, has, ch- has changed. You know, that doesn't mean it's dead. It just means that it changed and it's not going to be business as usual. Now, however, having said that at this, there are golf courses and there are many of them from what you have here that can still financially be, be great depending upon how much you pay for it. Now you pay for it. If you're buying it as a golf course, you're going to be paying a lot less than if you bought it for vacant land. So it's a question of of how long at this, is it going to happen? Now, if somebody puts in a, buys a golf course and can run it as a golf course and not lose their shirt, In other words, that they can make it in, they can entice, they can entice members or they can entice people to play there. Then at a period of time, that will be a great deal because they're land banking and the land will only appreciate in value over a period of time. The question is when? Who knows? Now, having said that, there will come a time when you're going, they're going to have, whoever it is is going to have to go back to the municipality and say, hey, it doesn't work as a golf course. We want to build building. We want to build uh, housing on it, and then a great a great a lot of it depends on what's going on at the time. Also, it depends on uh, what the zoning is. You know, what what communities say? How restrictive is it? So usually, when you have the restriction on land, uh, where's green space and what have you, that's for a period of time, and you get tax benefits and what have you, but if in fact the golf course is going to go is there and there's going to be nothing on it because the golf course can't, they can't survive. Then you can go back to the municipality and say, Hey, we got all this acreage, but there's nothing on it. You want vacant land. What good is that? So they'll have to say, well, what are you, because they want to get taxes. They want to do things. So although they might not have a plan now, it depends on what the circumstances are at the time, but they can work out all kinds of things. So maybe you turn it into a nine-hole golf course or you do senior citizen housing or whatever is required at the time, which would be uh, uh, feasible and acceptable in the community as a, com- as a community project, as a, as a good use of the land, although it's, uh, it, it's, it's hazardous because you, it's, the general tendency is, is, no, let's not do it. But then you say, well, what, what do you want? You want vacant land? Is that what you want? You want nothing on it with no taxes? So it's, it's, it's there's, there has to be a reckoning and uh, it, it, it does work I mean the, the depending on the time circumstances change but the, the uh, powers that be in the, the govern the land and the, the government or what have you ultimately are are forced to do something more creative than have vacant land a golf course that doesn't survive but it's a, it, depending on, on who's there at the time and what political power you have and what you offer, it, uh, it basically it it, 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 it could be risky. However, how about maybe taking part of the land, and turning it into a park, giving some giving the city or the or the the, the, the county or the municipality, whoever, it is, something that they really want a lake, a park where people sit down, a part a small whatever it is you have may have to throw something into the pot it's desirable so instead of having a golf course which is no longer a golf course and vacant land we'll make something that's attractive for the for the people the people will like and in exchange for that we'll let you build build housing under certain restrictions which we can live with and we can get the taxes
0: fascinating for. if i remember correctly uh donald at one point bought some golf courses basically as a land banking strategy
3: not at one point he's still buying them i mean not he's not still since he's president he's not buying them. But he's got a lot of them. I think it led, when I left, I think it was like fifteen. But the, on the same concept, when we first talked about it, in other words, when Donald I first talked about, it, he told me what he was planning on doing. He said he says um, he's not planning on building any more buildings and taking the risk. He's that's he's he's out of that. In other words, that he did that's good when you're younger. So now and he loves golf and he knows the value of land, and he said he was thinking of le- buying golf courses for the purpose of land banking based on the future growth. He had a, had a golf organ- part of the organization. They're part of it where they could run the golf courses and effectively not lose a lot of money be- on, uh, in running them and buying them very cheap, I mean, consistently very cheap uh, for what it was. It was if you figure it on an acreage basis it's it's very cheap and then at a what he what he was doing was get saying to members that were there you always bought them they had members it was never a, a course that didn't have members. The problem is that the membership was too small and they couldn't make any improvements and they couldn't carry the court the cost of operating the club so but they were there and they would pay something so what what basically what the, what Donald's group was saying was hey Hey, yeah, look! You're over here now. You're paying ten thousand dollars to play now. I'm going to approve the course. You can you can leave the ten thousand dollars for a period of time, and it was less than maybe less than less than many instances. And when I improve the course, and it's now beautiful. I've done a lot of improvements. You can decide: do you want to stay or do you want to go? And you know, adding the prestige of the name that had a Trump name on it. Uh, the members that a lot of the members said, yeah, they would stay, and a lot of new members said, hey, now it's a good place because we know now it's going to have the improvements. We know it's going to continue on, so we don't have to worry about the fact that the, that there's a there's a, a huge need for money which the other uh, members aren't required to pay. So there's a, a different concept in in running it, not not as a long term. Arrangement, unless it works as a long term arrangement, but during a period of time until the area can no longer support it. And then you've got this land, which you could find a higher and better use because it's in a good area. It's got that, it's, it's a big chunk of land. You can build on it. There's lots of things you can do with it, and you're buying it cheap.
0: Probably cheaper than even under, almost cheaper than undeveloped land, right?
3: Of course. So I'm not saying at this point that what you have here is you have a golf course. Which, you could, which, you, which you're talking about, which you could probably buy for X dollars. Let's put a number on it. You could buy it for $10 million and It's just a number. I'm not, uh, not putting anything out. But if you, if you had the right to develop it, it's worth worth $60. That's, the, that's it. So now can you, can you wait between now? What can you do between now and the time you're going to develop it? But the, the, the potential is there. And it's just a question of how you're going to see it, when you're going to see it, and uh, whatever the circumstances are at the time. And they can change. So it's a it's a it, it's a risk, but he's still buying land cheap, with all its restrictions.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely.
3: Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's great, especially the, this one. What you're talking about is the fact that this is this is the best golf course. So what's going to happen is, as the other golf courses don't survive, those members are going to come to your golf course because there's there's certain a number that want to play. So you're going to have greater longevity. If you were number four on four golf courses, I wouldn't say it's not nearly as good as if you're number one on four golf courses by a long shot, because that's where you get some additional members to, and which will bring in the revenue necessary to run, run a run the facility and cover the expenses of the land. It's a good, it's a hell of a play, but it's a long-term play.
0: I love it. Well, George, thank you for your perspective on this. You're welcome. Well, I love George's perspective on this. If you're thinking of land development at some point in the future, golf courses can be a great play. Definitely, I don't recommend going after an area where there are strong development restrictions or covenants that would prevent the redevelopment of a golf course, or in cases where there's really strong community opposition. But if you've got a clear pathway to redeveloping those lands, it can be a great way to land bank. It can be a great way of acquiring properties at pennies on the dollar. As you're thinking about that, Go polish your golf clubs for spring. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.